But uh, no, yeah, it, I'm not like it, this isn't a John bash. It's like he took his with him, which is cool. So I just need to print up some more Johns and get them all packaged up. And this is not a John bash. It's not a John. Hang bash. on, wait, wait, no. wait, wait, wait. Just let me enjoy this moment. Just let me have it. Just <sighs> that was that was wonderful. Thank you. And uh, really, that that put my sign back together. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast, the podcast that's serving up a buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week. My name is John Christian, the Dwarven DM, and tonight, uh, the host that is joining me is Master Dungeon Master Master oh, Blaster, uh, Troy uh, Mad Dog Sandlin. Good evening, Troy. What? I don't know, I just what? threw that in there. Yeah, you threw it all in there. It's like It was just like a crap fest in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, if Zach's not here to give us, like some kind of title i feel like i have to embellish as much as possible <laughs> kill a lot three two one 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 <laughs> look that i've been on i've been i've done very well for myself and i do not deserve such harsh treatment from our listeners and viewers out there actually do it's, you don't? it's fine okay okay i know it's I, I totally do i i, I know it's, it is my some penance that i'm still paying uh, probably eternal. We'll see. Uh, so, uh, Master Troy, we have uh, we have the we are, we're missing one of our one of our members. One of the Stooges is not here. Our Mo is not here. No, Grook's here. Well, I mean, he's like the, the curly Joe of the group. If he's, oh, if he's one of the Stooges, You're, yeah, take that, Gurk. I don't know why. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm just projecting it, Gurk. That's, that's what that is. I'm projecting. Uh, yeah, I'm projecting. Just kill a lot of me. Now, uh, yeah, so uh, unfortunately, Zach is not going to be with us tonight uh, during this recording. Zach is traveling back from Gamehole Con in Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, he's, he get, had a very interesting, very brief report. It was 15 minutes or so that we were able to talk to him today while he was on his way. And uh, it, very interesting. So we're going to reserve a lot of that for Zach and let him uh, pipe up with kind of a, an after-action report on how things went, but a lot of good, some things that were iffy or questionable, but yeah, that's where we're at with that. Uh, so Zach will not be joining us tonight, but uh, make no mistake, we have more than enough stuff here oh, in the can. Yeah. Holy Toledo. Let's see. Let's count this out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven different crowdfunding slash Kickstarters. Yeah. So uh, if you... So, um, I, I, I've get heard that there's get some that second good, mortgage. Ready. Yeah, there's some there's some great work from home opportunities out there for those of you that need uh, help with your Kickstarter problem. Mm -hmm. That will probably start at least after yeah. tonight. So, oh yeah, you got that habit. Got that habit. Yep. Well, all right. Habit. Well, let's uh, let's. I see. We just go ahead and dive in. Do you have any in, any news or anything like that that we need to tell anybody out there, Troy? Or you feel pretty pretty good about starting up uh, with the crowdfunding? Uh, you know what? I keep, I keep hearing about news and then I forget about it because I get, a, I, I get sucked down the Kickstarter rabbit hole, and I'm the same way. I think we could probably save it for Tuesday and we'd be okay. I'm so sure. We'll we just could. let's do that. Sound good. All right. All right cool. Sounds good to me. Well then, uh, let's do this then. Uh, you let's. You've got one more than I do. I don't know if you maybe you snagged one from Zach or not. So if he's repped in here anywhere, but you, well, yeah, he's repped in here a lot. 
Okay. There, there's a couple from me, and then there's a couple that he wanted to talk about, and then there's even one that uh, I'm I'm uh, repping for Girk. What oh, man? That guy has way too much influence on this show. Well, okay, probably right. considering he doesn't do a very good job as our multimedia manager. That is true. <clears throat> Get your house in order, sir. Get your house in order. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? what? Uh, right, yeah. So Troy, why don't you take us off with uh, with your first one? And uh, and I will, I will take care of the links for you. All right, sounds good. Uh, the book of Ebon Tides, a fifth edition, uh, enters the plane of shadow. Uh, kind of dealio, from Cobalt Press, and we all know that Cobalt Press puts out amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, the, the the plane of shadow is to me feels kind of like a an, the answer to the 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 Wild that's being introduced in Wild Beyond the Witchlight. To a more extreme uh, level, because there's there's multiple new classes, there's new uh, magic, new magic items. There, there, it also comes with a uh, a book of tales if you want to pledge at a high enough level. You've got the book of book of Ebon Tides, and also where'd it go? There it is, Tales from the Shadows, which is uh, fourteen adventures from levels one to eight. You can play them all together as a campaign in the Realm of Shadow, or you can just cherry pick and sprinkle them throughout your campaign however you would like. But, you know, Cobalt Press always has a has great artwork. It's great writing uh, being done by Wolfgang Bauer and Soskanovich. It's got 20 monsters uh, from CRs 1 to 17, 15 races and sub-races, including things like Bear folk, lunar shadow fey, yeah, sable elves, uh, ten subclasses, uh, things like the light weaver sorcerer, mother of sorrows patron, uh, circle of shadows druid. Uh, I mean, so it, it basically is exactly what you would expect a book about the shadow realm to be, and it's being done by Cobalt Press. And, I mean, there's really not much more you need to say about it. It's going to be a solid book. A yeah. solid two books. Yeah, it's, so it is two, it's two books then. I see a complete 120, 92, excuse me, uh, page lore book detail in the Shadow Realm. What is the second book? What did I miss? It is, it is the, the the Tales from the Shadows, which is the gotcha, 14 gotcha, Adventures. Gotcha. Now, is it, so okay, that's right, that's the, the 160, the 160 page, right? Mm-hmm. So two hardbacks that are in this. Or you can at least, you could get them in hardback. They obviously have a PDF option that's in there too. Right on. And, uh... I'll tell you what, man. Uh, the fact that they're getting on that that sweet uh, cover, uh, alternate cover art train, yep. wise, right? So the the limited edition cover art looks haunting, like very similar to what we would see by uh, by old Hydro with some of the D and D stuff that's out there. It gives very, very me, similar. It very much gives me the vibe from uh, Volos. Yes, with a black satin cover with the gold and and purple line work and stuff it looks really really sharp it is slick i i do i dig it man like that that aesthetic for those books i maybe i'm i may be in the minority on this but with the volo's guide um the the limited edition player's handbook dmg and monster manual stuff the one all the stuff that hydro did Mm -hmm. that aesthetic man and very it doesn't have to come from him necessarily or them or whatever but like that black 
background with like the foil oh, yeah. art. Oh man. Like I I would prefer that over pretty much anything else that they've put out there. I do like the limited art, limited cover art, most of it. Uh but man, more of that. I would mean, be most of the time the regular book covers are just awesome as well. It's, there's oh, yeah. just something super classy about that. Yeah. That line work that yeah. the Hydra 75 does is just cool cool stuff. But oh. uh yeah, the, the Let's see, we've got some, some add-ons. They've got, like, a, an Ebon Tides dice set. Um, mm-hmm. Sirenscape is putting out some sound files to go with Excellent. what's going on. You can get some of their back uh, catalog of stuff. The Courts of the Shadow Fae and uh, Tales of the Old Margrave. Um, you can add those into your pledge. And they've got a crap ton of stretch goals going on. Uh, more spells, um, more monsters. Uh, let's see what else we got. More maps, more sirenscape. I mean, you know, like I said, it, there's not much really to say about this. It's a Cobalt Press product, mm. and it, there's 23 days left to go as of this recording. A $40,000 goal, and they're already sitting at $103,000. Yeah. 1300 almost 1400 backers. So... It's it's Cobalt Press. It's another solid project from them. You know, if you like their stuff, no reason not to back this too. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you what, man. Like some of these, I'm looking at the monsters and I'm looking at the races and such. Mm-hmm. Birch Siren, interesting. Yes. Uh, yes. Memory Thief, Rose Golem. That's a, a Keeper of Ravens. They had me at Keeper of Ravens, honestly. I I kind of like for whatever reason. I don't know what it does. That, but I, uh, I I like the sound of it at least. I'd, I'd be really interested to see what how that turns out. And then the races, there are fifteen races and sub sub races. That is a crazy crazy number of of new races and sub races. Probably I'm assuming maybe what like one like probably looking at maybe six five to six actual races, and then everything else is a sub race underneath that in order to kind of like encapsulate the full, the the number of fifteen maybe. I mean shadow fate, lunar shadow phase stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot. That's there's a lot in this. 192 pages is nothing to sniff at. And what is the what did we say the pledge reward was on this for a hardcover versus a PDF, Troy? Did we see that? Uh, let's see. We got uh, you can get both uh, PDFs for 33. And I see like a 39 dollars for the uh, Tales from the Shadows hardcover plus a PDF, right? But what if you wanted to try to maybe grab snag both? Yeah, both both hardcover 78 plus PDFs. Yeah, I know. Uh, look, look, 39 bucks for a book is not terrible. 160 pages is kind of a light page count for a hardcover uh, versus the 192, but still, two books. But, but still, with Cobalt Press, you know you're going to get, it's going to be packed. Yeah, so. and, the, and they, they're good, like, it's well, it, they look well laid out, right? Like, there's artwork, but then there's layout, right? Mm-hmm. You can have a really stellar artwork, and it's just poorly, poorly put together. Uh, I do like the way that it's uh, it's laid out. Uh, pretty good here too. So uh, it looks like they got a, a good typeset kind of uh, theme going for this too. So yeah, good catch, man. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so let's see. Uh, for me, the next one that I've got is uh, dice, runes, and magical artifacts for RPGs and witchcraft. So something a little, little something to add to your 
uh, to your um, your handouts, so like that physical tactile thing. Pretty, uh, pretty. Sl- some of these, like I'm, I'm not even remotely interested in. Some of these are pretty cool though. They've got these uh, handcrafted Cthulhu bottle openers. Yes, those are. Those yes. Are sweet. Pretty sweet. They look like they are like it's like wrought iron for the for the viewers out there. Uh, we'll have links in the doobly doo for for all this stuff too. But for those that are kind of like following at home uh, uh, audibly, it looks like the tendrils of some beast that's kind of like is the the handle part uh, kind of curls around, but it's made of like a black wrought iron. They're absolutely they're gorgeous. Uh, very slick, very thematic. I like it. Uh, then there is the uh, like a, a downsing like a, a, a divination, um, uh, a scrying totem, I guess. I'm not or uh, I'm not exactly sure what you would call that. Like a, it looks like like the head of a, a twisted spear that the, you would iron, use for like divining a, or something. Yeah, like, that. like an iron pendulum. Yeah, like a pendant or pendulum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's for that, and that's kind of like a. Again, that's hand out. Then there's an, a wand of iron that's been twisted and kind of like it's roughly beaten and uh, and crafted. Uh, it looks like it's forge crafted black iron. Uh, pretty slick looking. The one that I really like is the patinaed brass rune casters. They Those are, are cool. cool looking, man. Very cool. They are four sided, and they almost look like uh, like little monoliths, right? Four sided, um, and they have runes that are carved into. They are made out of brass, and they have been uh, patinaed, probably by using some kind of a chemical treatment. I'm assuming, in order to patina them, to rapid patinaing. Uh, pretty cool. Just something to have like extra. That um, I don't. They're not dice, but they they have different. Uh, they have different runes on each of the six. It looks like that come in the set. That's pretty slick. And then they have them that have no patina, but like a really bright brass uh, casting on them. Uh, then you've got some uh, cast pewter runes that are that are there pretty cool. But dude, the iron skull totems, I love. Mm-hmm. The very uh, Art Deco, I guess maybe, or like they they feel like t- like twenties voodoo, like a pulpy. They're very pulpy. They, they, like a, like they a, feel like eight bit. Yeah, a little like, bit. Like very, very, it's like yeah. a skull, like like warped, cubic, kind of thing. Uh, aesthetic. I really, I really like it. They've got a like the hand forge, which is that that steel slash iron. They've got brass. Uh, they look like they are probably about the size of a regular dice set, like a, a six sided die, maybe a little bit bigger than a d six. Uh, they, they it looks like they've. This is a pretty small the goal. They had a thousand dollars and they've hit fourteen thousand so far. For 160 backers, as of this recording, you're looking at five days left to go. So whenever this goes live, you probably are not going to have much time left. So I am going. I'm backing the the rune casters. Those are pretty cool looking. That'd okay. be neat to have, just like on it, like if nothing else, just kind of like a set piece item. Oh yeah. Or just something slick to kind of like put in the background or on a shelf or, or something like that. Or MacGuffins that they have to collect. Right. In order to divine the secret of the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah. like a, maybe it's a a, a key comes out a keystone or something like that, and they each one of them have to be collected to to unlock an artifact yeah. or an artifice or something like that. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty cool. So David Savage is the is the uh, the guy. He's a blacksmith and a game designer to put these together, uh, and he has a, a he has his, own, his shop set on his farm. So the, a lot of this is uh, is handcrafted, and it looks like he's doing pretty well for himself. So pretty, yeah, it's very pretty cool neat. stuff. Pretty neat. 
yeah, so that's mine. Troy, do you have any comments on that one before we move on to your next one? Other than, I mean, they, they look fantastic. The uh, the bluing of the patina, I mean, mm. it just looks like something that you would pull out of a out of a dungeon horde. It's like, what is this? What's this going Running. to do? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so it, I think prices are probably an important thing to throw out here. They are not cheap. Uh, the but if they're handcrafted, I mean, come on, the the guys at the forge knocking this stuff out. You're not you're not getting, it's not pressed steel or iron or anything like that. This is something that that he's putting together each and one uh, individually. The bottle opener is uh, eighteen bucks. The the pendulum that we talked about before is thirty two. The wand is fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brass rune casters, you get to choose which one, which type that you want. They're 50 also. Uh, the, the rune stones are 58. And I don't see, let's see, patron of Raven. I don't see one for the skulls, though, like a cost for the add on of the skulls. So that may be one of those where he's going to, he'll let us know later on down the line. But oh, I don't probably, see that yeah, in here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which those are really cool. I, I really do dig those. Uh, yeah. I like them. I like. I just like the aesthetic mm-hmm. of the, like I said, the rune stones in particular, or the not really stones, but the the rune casters. Uh, pretty neat. It's kind of like consult the bones, throw them out, and then maybe there's some kind of a component that happens in the game or something like that. Would be pretty. Neat. Gert, Gert found them. Twelve dollars for the iron. Twenty dollars for the brass. Okay. For the right for the skulls. That's not bad, right? All right, cool. Well, that is mine, and it looks like, Troy, you've got another one? I got one. This is the one that uh, I'm doing on on Girk's behalf. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Holler, an an Appalachian apocalypse for Savage Worlds. Oh, Savage Worlds. God, I love that system. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. This is set in exact... I mean, for those of you that don't know... You know, well, this, this, you know, I think, John, you should be able to speak to this. What's a holler? Oh, a holler? A holler is a, uh, is like a, a valley, right? Yeah. Or like a, like a, a, a place nestled between two mountains, I think. Yep. Yep. And, and this is that for Savage Worlds. It's, it's more of a modern-ish, I, I, from the looks of it, it's a more modern take. Um, but it's, you know, in, a, in an old mining town set in this holler something's going bad they found something in the mine if i'm remembering correctly there's stuff coming up they're, they're calling it the blight mm. uh the uh the owners of the mine you know they're the classic uh, wang rod family that you know is destroying the rest of the town and all this stuff and it's different people coming together to fight back the evil um and it's Savage Worlds. It's got the, you know, the, all the new trappings for, for Savage Worlds. You know, you're fighting mutant cryptids uh, that, that haunt the villages. Uh, no one's coming to save the town. It's up to you to do it. So you've got, uh, uh, who is it now? Okay, yeah, you got miners, granny women, gougers, moonshiners, bluegrass pickers, and holy rollers, right on. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so really quick, I love if nothing else, I love the cornucopia of amazing locations names that they've got in here. They've got Corn Cob Gap, Cuss Foot Fans, Ghost Ridge Mountains, Great yep. Craggy Mountains, 
Fayfall, Hogback Hills. Holy crap. That's that's amazing. right. That's right from the Duke boys right there. That's, oh, man. Ain't it, though? Uh, Piney, Dirge, Plateau, Sootstone Mountains, and the Stygian Mountains. But no, Hogback Hills. Yeah, Hogback Hills. That sounds like a vacation spot if I've ever seen one. Oh, yeah. You mean you just would kick your shoes off and put your, put your feet in the water? Right on, man. Uh, new edges, new hindrances, uh, new arcade backgrounds, um, rules for the ever-present blight. In, that you find in the holler, uh, new critters like the Mothman, Sheep Squatch, and the nefarious Big Boys, which are the owners of the yeah Sheep, sheep I'm, Squatch. I'm sorry, you had me at, at Sheep Squatch. It's <laughs> like, hard. It, it, it's hard to say that fast. I mean, it is. Yeah. I would get I would get killed just from trying to you know, warn people. Everybody <laughs> runs to Sheep Squatch. Just run. Yeah. And then, I do love, and I think Girk's right on the money with this one. I I do really enjoy the aesthetic on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it is it's a it's a little it's there's a comical aspect to it, not comical necessarily, but the comic book aspect to it. Uh, but it is kind of like this twisted, uh, dark. Uh, God, man, it feels a little bit like a lighter version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Just kind of like this this weird twisted. Like Troy's looking at me like a <clears throat> like a cow looking at an oncoming train right That's, now. <laughs> you took that as a hard left turn. It was a hard left turn, but it's it's what made me think. I, like I think about that immediately with it. It's, it. it's got a very western. Like feels like a little bit western, but it's Appalachia, right? So I, I've got I, like yeah. I got family of mine that that uh, that all came from uh, from like West Virginia and uh, and Appalachia and stuff like that too. So this is this is relatively familiar. Like just the 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 kind of like the the mystery and not the mystery but the folklore and kind of like that that environment um, is pretty is relatively familiar to me just from familial stuff. So, oh yeah. But the, the the addition of kind of like it's not just monsters that show up. There's a like people. It's the whole are, thing. Are, yeah. I, I, well, yeah. It, here you get it's a 192 page uh, full color hardcover is what you're getting, or you can get the holler boxed set you got the book you got archetype cards you've got dice with with a custom wild die poster map of the holler you get your bennies you get your action cards a game master screen for you dirty screeners out there and a 32 page adventure the town beneath the lake pawns for all the stuff and it, it, it for all the archetypes and the the common the common monsters that are running around you can get uh, different add-ons, which is, you know, more copies of the different items. You can get two uh, heavy stock dry and wet erase laminated combat maps uh, featuring some of the u- more useful locations, including the Speakeasy, the Textile Mill, the Mountain Road, and the Requisition Yard. Mm. And they're, they're making uh, a set of five metal antique conviction tokens taken straight from the game. Which are little coins marked with the symbol of the resistance against the big boys. So, I mean, this is just this is fun. I don't know how much of a how long of a campaign you could run out of this, but this is to me is something that could lead to a lot of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really wanted to go at it, this could be this could you could start in the holler, and your characters could. Uh, be called to explore more of the world at large because they now 
have experience with the blight. Uh, this was created by Shane Hensley. He's created 27 other uh, things on Kickstarter. So he's not uh, not a stranger to this. Um, and he was raised, I love this, he was raised in the Sandy Mush community of Rutherford County, North Carolina. Oh boy. So, and he also has taught uh, online courses in Appalachian literature, fantasy literature, and creative writing. So, I think think he pretty much knows what he's talking about he's got the, the pedigree is there right he's got the pedigree francisco uh i'm just, I'm just gonna go with his nickname uh Prinzi is a comic artist that, that does the art for this and you know you check this thing out it it looks it just looks so much fun mm. and john didn't put the link in i got it okay i'm on it all right but yeah so if you like if you like Savage Worlds or if you're interested in trying something that's not D and D but still a lot of fun, check out the Holler. Right on, I love that. That is really slick. All right, so for me coming up next, uh, oh man, your friend and mine, Dragonlance author Tracy Hickman uh, has a new project that's coming out pretty soon: The Sky Raiders of Aberax. Yep. A 5e world from Tracy and Laura Hickman. So his, his, he and his wife are putting this together. Uh, there's not a ton that's out there about this just yet. There's, there's some things on, on Facebook that have been released about it. A lot of what we're getting is just kind of like aesthetic, right? You've got, it is, so like this is 5e, but it, uh, this is, this looks like sky pirates or sky type adventures, right? You've got... Uh, large galleons and large, what look look like they should be sea vessels that are have taken flight and are like are uh, that are uh, going back and through like through the through the airways. The races I see at le- I see at least one like a catfolk type race, a dragonborn that's represented here, human, maybe a halfling, maybe that's in here. Um, like I said, there's just not a lot. It says that. Um, it's a sky high fantasy discovered through magical books brought to life with a unique quote unquote living tome system. So this sounds like this is a new system, even though it's five E. So then maybe there's some, uh, sir, there are some adjustments that are being made uh, to it as well. Um, one thing that what got my attention aside from that, it's, it's it's Tracy. So I mean, I'm 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 already interested, if nothing else. But then he posted today about uh, Joe Manganiello. Is helping them. Oh, nice. So, man crush Joe. Bless him. Uh, that uh, he's going to be working on this Kickstarter with them and working on the uh, this as a project with them, too. So, Which, it actually came with a really sweet story about uh, how they met uh, a while back and kind of like at a summit. Uh, so essentially like a, like a D&D summit at Wizards of the Coast. And, you know, Joe was a big fan and made a point to uh, introduce himself to, to Tracy and they became fast friends and all this good stuff with Margaret and whatnot. Uh, some other stuff in here that uh, is not really, there's not, the Kickstarter hasn't started yet, right? So you've got a, you got a couple of days before it actually goes live. Um, there are 1,500-ish people that are following right now. So it's got yeah. a really good following right now. People are, there's obviously, there's interest in this for sure. 
there is a skywriters.net is the uh, the website that's associated with this too. Right now, all it really does is it signs up for updates and points you directly to the campaign page. So there's not a lot there. But if you go to the, the their, their Facebook page, they got a little bit more uh, here and there. Uh, Larry Elmore will be contributing art to this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, bless his cotton socks in Kentucky. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, Aaron's Coast, the southeast end of uh, uh, Abarax, is a map that they've released that you can take a look at there. There's really just not a whole lot there, honestly. Um, little bits and pieces, uh, cryptic uh, information about about the setting, but look, I'll pretty much, I'm a sucker for Tracy's stuff, so if he and Laura are putting something out, and you've got Joe, and you've got Larry Elmore behind it, I mean, like, come on, man. And it's, from me? it is Sky Pirates. It is Sky Pirates. Maybe. Like, we don't know exactly what it is, but that's I like, that seems I don't on care brand what it, to me. I don't care what it ends up. I look at that picture, those are Sky Pirates. That is true. I see a frilly lace cravat on one of the the characters, so that's uh, I'm, I'm I'm pinging on that as well. Oh, my but... cravat! I forgot my cravat. Oh, oh <laughs> damn it! But nobody noticed. 100%. Nobody noticed I wasn't wearing it. So I didn't. I wasn't going to say anything, man. I was trying not to call you out. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what what comes of it. We don't really know a whole lot right now, but uh, we we at our next crowd. I, I didn't know between now and our next crowdfunding corner whether. You know, this would come up or not. So I want to make sure I brought it up now. So actually, we'll I think I talked about, about this a few weeks ago. What did you? I did. You sure about that? I'm pretty sure. If you said Tracy Hickman, I probably would have been triggered. And you did. You got. You saying. got like really excited. Well, I've slept since then. So you have. A I lot. have. So it's been several just, weeks. It's been. It has been weeks. that. At least. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. Well, tell us about yours, Troy, and save me from myself then. Save save myself from my. From myself? From myself. Uh, abilities considered unnatural uh, is for, oddly enough, Mothership. Mm. A temple mine dungeon crawl with plasma blade wielding zealots for the Mothership RPG. This one is being done with friend of the show, Joel Hines. Um, if he, he did the uh, Desert Moon of Karth, that we, and we had him on the show mm. for our Feast of Zines. Uh, craziness that we had in February. And this is his new Mothership offering. And yes, very much Star Wars inspired, uh, but not to the level that you would expect. Um, it is... It's all about Mothership. It's a, it's a mining town, a futuristic mining town. And, you know, you gotta do the, the old trope of they found something in the mine and it's making people go strange and they have these plasma augers that the miners are now using as weapons and it has given some of these miners and others uh strange mental abilities so you've got you got a detailed map of the of the of the town it's a five-level dungeon crawl, about 13 NPCs. You have wandering encounter tables, a really cool cutaway dungeon map, uh, a diagram map of the of the city, which is kind of neat. I love the art style that, mm. he, that he uses for his mothership stuff. 30 original pieces of art in this thing, and uh, the the idea is the company that, that owns the town and the mine and the mine 
you are the last ditch effort before they nuke the site from orbit because it's the only way to be sure. So you have to go down and figure out what's going on, why people are acting so strange, uh, and fix it if you can. If you can't fix it, well, don't be there when the missiles get launched. Man, I love this. I love his artwork. Isn't it cool? I like. I, just I love really it. like. I don't even know how to describe it exactly. It's um, it feels a little bit like who I don't know who the name of the artist is that would do like the the full blown maps for D and D of like Raven of Castle Ravenloft or um, the Yawning Portal and stuff like that. And yes. it's that same kind of like the cartoony. But like I don't know, it, it's it's hard for me to describe exactly what it is. But it's really detailed, very very it's detailed. Very cartoon. to me, it is very much for this, and this also will date me, as most things do. Uh, a more refined Mad Magazine style. Oh my god! Okay, I'm glad I wasn't. You're, you're not dated at all, at least between you and I. Um, yes, I was thinking like I, <laughs> the map. As soon as I thought of it, I was like, you should be able to fold that over on itself, and it shows like. A butt or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> For those viewers or listeners at home that and viewers as well that do, are not familiar with it, in the back of a Mad Magazine, they would have this fold-out, or they would have like a, yeah, they'd have a fold-out um, image or co- like a comic or like a picture of something that was, that was drawn out. And if you folded it a certain way, then it would reveal a hidden image. A butt. A butt. A right. Something. <laughs> or something like that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I really. Oh man, yes, I absolutely love this. But I mean, and uh, I, it's funny you mentioned that it has that Mad Magazine. It aesthetic. does. It does. Like, but it really a, does a more refined because you still it still way, way has more. that. Yes. But you, it has that feel to it. It, it definitely has that kind of cool. And I love that. Um, There's, if nothing else, like hang on. So this five level dungeon map, mm-hmm. I freaking love that thing. I, that's where I got. Like I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I got to it, and I, I'm like, my eyes keep being drawn right it's, back. It, to it's it. a side. It's a side view. Yeah. It's, it's, a, like, it's, it's like a side so cutaway. Yeah. yeah, so you're like looking at it like an ant farm. Exactly. So that's, that's not a top down. Nope. Right. So you kind of this get what this does is it's you don't have to get down into the nitty gritty of like grid play and stuff like that with something like this. This just gives you the idea of where you're going and what it looks like while you're there. And it, but it's not super like super duper um, depictive or detailed, right? Just enough to give you an idea and then add some mystery to it, like the thing that's at the bottom. What yeah. the heck is, what that? is that? Right? Yeah. Really cool. Like I, re- I really yeah. love this. It's this a really good find. I, I love the uh, the inspirations include Star Wars, aliens, historical labor disputes. Right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it just kills me. But yeah, so if if you like Mothership, if you don't know about Mothership, go to Drive Through RPG, download the rules for free, and then back Joel's stuff so you've got something to play with it. And don't let Zach run it for you, because he'll kill you mercilessly, as he always does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether it's whether it makes a good story or not, he he does not want you to come out alive. But uh, yeah, abilities considered unnatural. And Buddy Thomas is involved with this yeah. too. Yeah, right on. I did not know that. That's awesome. Yep. Good for Thomas. And good for them for picking Thomas. He's gonna be. He's gonna. He's going to knock it out of the park. So I have no worries whatsoever about distribution on this one since Thomas oh, no, is not at all. heading that one up. Yep, he's on yeah. top of it. And if and if you decide not to back it, then the next con that that, uh, that we go to, you'll have to come to our booth and buy it. 
definitely. Slick, man. But really, back, really but back it. Please back it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and let's talk about that, right? So we were at what what do we say? We're twenty one thousand and some change in, fifteen days to go. So you've got time to get out there. Funded in thirteen minutes. Oh, so and it's like what fifteen dollars. Yes, for the print Seven, version. Seventeen dollars. Yeah, fifty two page copy. dungeon crawl. Yeah. Right on. I mean, like, why aren't you buying this? Why, why, you get the why rule is it not set for free? free? You get the rule set for free on Drive Through mm-hmm. RPG. Seventeen dollars. Yep, right on. Good find, man. Good find. Heck yeah. All right, so for me, oh, you can blame Troy for this. Troy? Oh, uh, I was not going to talk about this one. Oh, why is that? Because I'm fighting with myself. To get it? Uh, well, yes. don't worry about it, man, because I've already backed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so this is Troy's fault. Troy got me into 3D printing, and I've enjoyed it tremendously i have not had the guts to print something this size though all right so really quick this is mythic roll 3d printable dice towers and dice boxes i already have i've already backed a dice tower dice box kickstarter uh i've already got crap that i need to print i was actually working i was looking at it this weekend before i saw this i'm like oh man i totally need to get those printed and i just couldn't pull the trigger on it because it was like this is gonna be so much resin and if i screw up even one one support on this thing the whole thing's gonna melt on me uh but dude it it is uh okay so they are fantasy themed dice sets uh or sets of dice towers and dice boxes optimized for fdm and sla 3d printers so this is one of those where troy correct me if i'm wrong our resin printers are probably a no-go no that's what that's what that means uh, so you know what this FDM what that, FDM yes. mm-hmm. is is the spool filament. Yeah, spools SLA spools. is the resin. Oh, so Wait. you can print these. Oh, so you can. Okay, well then. Okay, I got you. Got you. Well, see, that's the thing which we, you and I can probably sidebar at some point. But like, whether or not you would want to print something like this in resin versus FDM, this seems like it's made more like dice towers seem like more of an FDM thing to me. Generally speaking, because you would yeah. want them to be really resilient and not brittle, right? Anyway, so look, they got me as soon as I saw the stupid thumbnail where it's got a giant dwarf uh, with a huge crown that's standing upright on like at the base of like some mighty yep. forge like oh crap and then there's an anvil with a hammer on it and then there's a uh there's also one that's got a uh oh yes thank you girk yes the dwarf is freaking awesome i really do love the uh the hammer and anvil as well there oh, is yeah. a uh, an observatory that they've got there uh elven it looks like an elven tower several several others man this thing is just like the the, the i love that the the hammer and anvil is a dice box yes Holy moly. Like that's just ridiculous. I love this thing. So even if uh if when I was <laughs> when I was sitting here thinking it was like, oh man, if I can't print this in resin, oh well, guess I'll have to buy an FDM printer now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, but honey, I have that's these right. files. Like, what do you want me to do? I you know, I, I backed it. I didn't I gotta, know. I got to I got to print. I just I fell ass backwards into this thing. Yeah, I'm so, so sorry. I love you. Please don't hate me. Please don't leave me. Uh yeah, so they've got awesome dice keepers, these add-ons where you've got like essentially like a uh some kind of like a, a Teutonic uh 
like a warrior that is protecting your dice on reliquaries that they where they they reside. Yes. Keychains, come on, man! They got cheap keychains, and then they have decorative versions of the STL files. So if you just want to put some, you want to put a really awesome dwarf up on the shelf, which I do, uh, then you can totally do that too. So uh, the stretch goals. Oh boy, they've got uh, Pharaoh set, so you go Egyptian, you got Orcs, Necromancer, Sci-Fi set. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, whatever. I've already thrown my money. <laughs> I've already thrown my money at this thing. For those of you, like, I don't know. We probably don't have like a. We may not have a a wide array of of printer printing folk out there, but uh, oh boy, if this doesn't get you into that into the hobby, man. <laughs> what and, else well, do you need? Is what the, I'm the cool the cool thing about these? Yeah, they're dice towers, but I can so see myself printing this dwarven yes. dice tower and using it as a centerpiece yes. in some terrain without using it as a dice tower. And and all or of more. them, or more, <laughs> or more, like yeah. ten of them, like ten. Right? <laughs> these are the tower. These are the pillars that are holding up the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, oh, yeah. if if one doesn't eat up that much material i'm oh, sure boy. 10 10 will be terrifying fine. Yeah. yeah like like i'm gonna go through a full kilo of of uh oh yeah of resin on these things 100 percent. it says easy to print well optimized for both resin printers they are support free for fdm uh you will be provided with pre-supported files oh my god that to me Oh, that! Why don't they do that more? Because right? <laughs> because for me, like that's the most terrifying part of this so far. That Troy's had to hear me cry, <laughs> whine and cry about. I was like, the stupid supports, man! It just fell apart on me. Um, yeah. So I mean, like the and the the printer size, right? These are supposed mm-hmm. to be eight. What is this? Let's say configuration is for the standard one. The model is separated into at least into the least amount of pieces and is suitable for the standard larger FDM printers for FDM. Uh, and then if you can kind of piece this thing together, like cobble it together with uh, with resin. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Backed. Backed, my friend. Done. Done. Push the button. Uh, yeah. So ten days to go. Eight hundred and forty-two backers. Fifty-three thousand dollars of their eight thousand and some change goal. Yeah. It's happening. So expect to see for our listeners and viewers out there that have joined our Discord. If you if our little swag area. You'll see probably the the mutated versions of these that I've tried to print first before. And this lump is the dwarf. <laughs> and this lump is the tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have. But here's the thing, though. Whenever I print these, they will get like Viking funerals. Whenever I mm. do demolish them, I'll set fire to a boat and put them on it out and you know, push it out to sea. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this one. So there you go. There you go, Troy. That's uh. Oh yeah, boy, I'm excited like, about that one. Hundred percent. What else? What else? What else you got? What else I got? The Anorian, uh, the Anorian Compendium. All right. Uh, player and game master options for the fifth edition of D anD D with unique races, classes, and game systems. Uh, there's there's quite the trend happening lately that we've seen with uh, things like Level Up. Hmm trying to take D&D into different directions because it is such a modular system. You can plug and play all kinds of different little add-ons to it. Well, this is coming from C.A. Taylor, the first uh, offering from C.A. Taylor. Um, and the 
the, the thing I don't like about it is the name. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. The Anorian Compendium. It's a supplementary book built from the SRD that has, you know, just new new ideas, new ways of, of doing things for the 5th edition of D&D. Um, new classes, like I said, like the Pugilist, which I am in favor of something like that because mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of the monk. I think we've have we, we, we have we uh, we've not done the monk yet. We've not done the monk yet, but oh boy, we need to. We do. I agree with you. No. Um, but the pugilist is more of of that. I'm going to reach out and grab anything that's not nailed down. And I'm going to beat you to death with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure, yeah, I'm not so sure I would have called it the pugilist because to me that's more of a boxing t- type thing. Mm-hmm. But I definitely like the sound of something that's going to beat you to death with a stick. Uh, but yeah, different, uh, just all all kinds of new options. Um, nine playable, uh, new, brand new playable classes, with thirty five new subclasses and over fifteen new subclasses for the core classes that are already in five e. Um, they will also delve into sixteen new races, all ready to go. New sub races for the existing uh, races. And lore that comes from from this Anor uh, world that they have created for, that's coming out of this. 250 pages of content, new spells, all kinds of different uh, character options, monster options. Cool, pretty cool artwork. Some of the classes, the 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 Kabbalist, um, they they deal in contracts, basically selling their souls for for power now to then uh, a life of servitude after they die. So, you know, somewhat mm. like a warlock, but must be making bargains with somebody else. Mm. Gunslinger, which we've seen gunslingers in different, uh, done done in various ways before. Um, spell swords, so somewhat like a, like maybe like a hex blade or an old... Mm. You know, multi-class. Uh, Spe- I suppose, what is it? Uh, the sword singer or song blade, blade, blade singer? Blade singer. There you, go. there you go. Could could be something like that, um, where you're you're imbuing your weapon with different powers as you go. The rune weaver, which I like the idea of this. The rune weaver is a powerful spellcasting class with its own unique magic system. Hmm. That intrigues me, because you know, wizards and sorcerers are in flavor, are completely different types of magic users, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically the same spell system, though. Yeah. So, hopefully that, that this could be something, and, and it, it talks about you can customize the spells on the fly by combining different variations from their library of runes. So I'm very intrigued at how this is going to work out. Uh, mm-hmm. An engineer, which is, to me, much like a tinkerer, um, but they've got technomancers, uh, technicians, and demolitionists are the, are the three subclasses for the, their engineer. So, just new flavors of of, of artificers, which I'm cool with. Mm-hmm. Shapers, which another spellcasting class that uh, deals with the four elements and harnessing the energies of the elements into uh, ranged combat. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of digging this, and apparently. They kind of they don't allude to it in the top half, but in the bottom half, they they kind of let it leak. 
they have prestige classes. Oh, they're interesting. They're reintroducing prestige classes in this little uh, 5e expansion that they're doing. Now that I'm interested in seeing. Now, okay, t- yeah. let me tell you this really quick. So my take on this um, is this is I'm hoping that this is going to be the little Kickstarter that could because they're not asking for a ton here. They're asking mm. for 8,500. They have not hit 8,500 yet. They've got 16 days to go. Right. I think they're going. I'm pretty sure they're going to end up hitting their goal. I think sure. they will. I think I'd will. like to see them do more because I think it's a very interesting. I, I think it's an interesting concept. I like a lot of what they're trying to do with this, and I'd like to see what the what it, how, when it comes to fruition, what comes of it. Right? Yeah. Looking at some of this artwork, the pugilist man. Oh that's yeah, a, that's a B A artwork right there. Um, not some beefy dude with a, like a handlebar mustache or something like that. Uh, no, this is a woman who knows how to smash the guts of an orc with her fists uh, and, and in a brawl in a barroom brawl, broken bottle in hand. I really, I like that. I dig that. That's a, the, out of anything they could have gone with. I, I dig that. Her to me, that's Tika. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Like she's the one that would totally end up in like, that's how she would handle that. For mm-hmm. sure. Well, there's not a frying pan. Well, but the, the bottle, you know, they, they no, couldn't no. they couldn't get the rights to the frying pan. They had to use the bottle. That's right. That's right. That's what happens to the. That's what could, would have happened to the the high theocrat mm-hmm. uh, if uh, if the companions hadn't come in and, and done stuff. So the other thing too is like again, artwork was really really great mm-hmm. in this for for such a small Kickstarter and for it doing as well as it is, it should be doing better. Um, I don't know, maybe it's presentation or, or what, or why well, they're having such a hard time. With well, I mean, it. it's also, I mean, it's, it's, it's presented just as, you know, fine. I don't think there's anything, they're not really yeah, missing yeah, out exactly. on anything. Uh, $15 for the PDF, $20 for the PDF in the art portfolio. You can get the, the whole thing for $45 uh, mm-hmm. for the hardcover. Um, and they even said that they've been working on this since basically 5th edition came out. Hmm. Um, because they just love this, the, they love the game, they love the system, they love the plug and play aspect of it. Uh, so they wanted to do something and to give back to you know. But dude, other fans. Things, I'm, again, if nothing else, I, I'm I'm happy to at least support with like a with the PDF purchase. Oh, if yeah. nothing else, I want to see what their nine different new playable classes look like. Oh, Thirty five yeah. subclasses, fifteen like. 16 new races they are not holding back on this mm-hmm. at, at all you know right they're not the this seems like they could they may have planned like this is the only thing we're going to do for this right because that is a crap load of of like like very campaign or product specific content that they would put out in that first that opening salvo pro, uh, project that they've got out there yeah but i'll tell you what the what how where they want me though I don't know what it is. It's probably the secret of Nim that does this for me. But any kind of mouse folk at all in any game, I immediately just fall in love with it. It's I'm just looking ridiculous. at the picture. I'm looking at the picture that got you right now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mousen are known for their bravery and loyalty. Oh man, Mrs. Brisby, I love you so much. Yeah, Jonathan Brisby. I, I like. It, I I I go back to that old, the Don Bluth era of uh, anthropomorphic animals and secret of Nim in particular. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's been done before. I'm not saying that it hasn't, but 
uh, this, is a, this is a playable race that is mouse-sized. I want to see how they handle that mechanically. Like oh, A lot yeah. of this stuff is like, this is a big swing. Oh yeah, for this for this project, I mean, I I am rooting hard for him. I'm backing it if, I, for I'm, no I'm other going, reason, yeah. just out of principle, right? I want to back it just because of all the things in here that that sound like things that I wanted yes. to to do anyway to develop yes. and, and things like that. So I want to check it out and I I want to see where they go with it. Same yeah. reason why I'm backing Level Up. Same reason why anybody that's coming out with these. You know, we're taking D and D, making it more crunchy. We're taking D and D, we're making it more this. We're taking D and D, we're making it more that. Right. Awesome. Do it. I want to see it because it might make my game better. Even for $15, if I take one single class out of this, one, you know, you know, three or four spells, a magic item, whatever, $15, way worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good call, man. Way, call way worth it. Okay, so next up is mine. I could not remember for the life of me if we talked about this one because as of this recording, we have a little over 48 hours to go on this. we got 58 hours left. Mm-hmm. So if when this comes out, it's probably going to be too little too late. So for those of you that are watching at home on Twitch, this is probably going to be your last night. Dungeons of Dragmar. Uh, we're kind of going back to that same... It's a similar aesthetic to the uh, uh, the artwork that we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. It's very comic booky, except for this is... Uh, full color, right? This is like heavy metal to me. Again, man, I like I don't know, I know I've said it before, but I really dig an '80s metal type of vibe in my games. I don't even know why, because I was too I, I was young at it. Like I told, I've said before, it that all that crap terrified me whenever I was a kid. My brother would be <laughs> would listening to like Iron Maiden, and he had the full size Eddie poster on his oh, yeah. like the door poster and all that stuff. But man, I don't. Maybe that's why it is because it's super evocative to me. Whenever I see that kind of stuff, I get kind of like a specific nostalgic feel. But man, I really, really dig this. Uh, so really quick, so uh, Dungeons of Dragmar. Uh, it is a fast-paced action card game that you'll explore dungeons, mysterious keeps, and impenetrable fortresses. Defeat monsters, demons, bandits, and the undead in the uh, in the forgotten dungeons throughout Dragmar to claim fame and riches. Full of tactics and hard decisions, you have to be that have to be made carefully, or your heroes will die. It is a game where every victory will make you celebrate and enjoy each step of conquest even more. The one to four person game for ages fourteen and up is one of the things that I thought was really interesting uh. about that. Fourteen and up seems like a really like skewed in towards like the the older end of the spectrum. Of this, of kind of like your your market segments that you're usually looking for in this. Oh yeah, uh, fifteen to forty minute long game. There are 160 cards, of which 120 of them are unique. This is, again, this is a uh, like a dark fantasy that feels like uh, a little bit like I hate to use another Bluthism, but kind of like this like Dragon's Lair kind of vibe, but mm. like more like a metal dra- a heavy metal Dragon's Lair, right? Yeah. Um, you got, and then it's a card game. You got different tokens, and you've got little standees and player screens and things like that that you can use on this. But it's they've one of the, the things they tout about it is that it's got it's easy to learn, which is what you want in a game. Uh, again, it's one to four players, so it's not an RPG or a tabletop RPG. This is going to be more like board game, card gamey uh, section of of the gaming spectrum. It's dyna- It's fast. Which is good. A 15-minute to 40-minute play time is not something that you see very often these days in a board game or a card game at all. Uh, so that's nice. 
Um, and you are essentially, uh, it's like D&D, right? It's an action-driven card game that takes place in rounds. You go through the rounds, and each player tries to conquer the dungeon using their heroes and items uh, to, to claim the head of the big boss, right? Um, like, this is the other one, too. It's like, most runs end in, fail- end in failure. <laughs> which I think is again yeah. it goes speaks back to like the whoever the people are that are putting this together which we'll get to that in just a second like they they, they obviously kind of came from another that same era right of games can be hard they can be punishing and they can be they don't have to you don't have to have like the the, the easy button to play mm-hmm. um and it's okay to lose in it because losing can also be fun Right. Oh, yeah. The the big loss uh, could be really good too. So most runs end in failure, but there is always a second chance to be successful. So there's a way to kind of pull it out in the clutch if you want to. Um. So you hire heroes, you uh, you collect items, you select the dungeon. So there are multiple dungeons that you can go through in this game. You explore the dungeon as you go through. You con- confront the different monsters, but you you're trying to go after a big boss. Then you go back to town. You, uh, you, um, you get your resources back or you buy some stuff. You're going to beef things up and you go out and you do it again. Next dungeon. You can rinse and repeat. So it's got that replayability that you're looking for too. They've got a how to play video that's in here. I have not seen it yet. Uh, I did like a really quick swipe of it, uh, a really quick pass through. Um, but it, uh, so this is a, it's a boxed board game that has like, it has a board, with a map of Dragmar that you can use to kind of select some stuff, all of your cards, uh, 63 dungeon cards, 52 item cards. You got your player reference sheet. There are some um, little tokens and tchotchkes that you use for playing the game. You got your uh, character standees. You got the mat that you play off of. So, uh, man, I really, really dig the artwork. You got the archer, cleric, mage, and warrior. Or the four different heroes that you can you can play as in this and just man i would freak out if i were a kid with this oh, thing yeah. for 14 years old that's the thing that's kind of getting me is like 14 up i haven't figured out exactly what it is in here that makes that makes it kind of like on the well, older end of the teens it, it, you're, you're going after the head of the boss oh yeah yeah you bring in that bring it back literally in. the head yeah, yeah you yeah, bring yeah. it back yeah, the head. that's it right on. this this the artwork we were talking about the artwork it reminds mm-hmm. me of Either first or second edition talisman. Oh yeah, good call, good call. And I'm, and I just, I, I just, I just backed this because if you look under the support, hmm? the P, the print and play PDF version, three bucks. Oh. Three dollars if you want the actual, actual game sent to you. $39. Yeah, 39 bucks for this board game, for this game. Right? Yeah. I mean this is I'm hoping what this is is modern nostalgia. Mhm. Because the like I said the artwork is giving me the the old old school talisman vibe. And you know, it's it's being made now, so it's going to, you know, it's going to scratch that itch of, oh, man, I remember, the, you know, those hours and hours and hours of playing Talisman. Whereas this, I could play it in 45 minutes and maybe still get that same same juice out of the squeeze for that and not have to play for, you know, 12 hours straight. Right. 
I just I appreciate a game that is that's like it expects to be a like a tight play. Yeah. Right. It doesn't look like there's a giant footprint for playing it either. So this is again one of those things where if you're at a con, you could play it in the hallway in between yep. games while you're waiting for something, or you can wait play for it your in food the airport. Where you, yeah, while you're waiting for your food, or while you're eating, if you wanted to, right? If you're if, if you're so inclined, thirty nine bucks. That is not a huge investment for something like nope. this for a boxed playset. I mean, it, we're not talking about a thousand things that are included in it, but that's like, but the price point is on point. Mm-hmm. It's super reasonable. Uh, so some of the they've already hit their stretch goals on this really quick. So they've got the card quality upgrade. They've added uh, the paladin as a new hero, the warlock as a hero. So yeah, you have six heroes instead of four. They have an expansion, Dead Elves Tell No Tales, sold. If nothing else, that's all I needed. <laughs> sold. You, you dwarf. <laughs> you dwarf. Uh, more curse cards, component quality upgrade, multi-language printed rule pack. The Inquisitor is now another uh, another hero you can play. Uh, a second expansion, the Undead Crusade. Oh, boy. Loving it more and more. And then game box art, uh, art upgrade. So neoprene bla- uh, player mat uh, is the thing that they're shooting for next, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They're yep. definitely going to hit that. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Probably going to hit maybe two or three more uh, stretch goals on this. As of this recording, 58 hours left to go. So I hope you got in when you could. Uh, yeah. yeah. And if not, hopefully they got late, late backer pledges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's uh, that's my next one. Love it. Pretty cool. Yeah, I dig that. I, we'll definitely have to be play, playing that at, uh, at our next con that we go to. Heck yeah, dude. All right. Uh, this one is kind of – this is another one that, that Zach uh, was telling us about uh, mm-hmm. last during the last podcast. Planegia, I believe, is how you pronounce this. Plan, Planegia? Planet, Planegia. Plan, Planegia. Yeah. The prehistoric fifth edition campaign setting. Yes. Yeah. Let, let me let me just drop this in here. Let me just drop this here. I got you. Bro. So no, I got you. I beat right, you. Right, but I mean, just the cover art where the the blue horned rhino thing that the blue primeval elf. Woman is riding on that first picture with the mm-hmm. the tyrannosaur kind of thing coming up behind. I mean, yeah. Discover yeah. a world of raw action, primordial horror, and mystic awe. This is this has got uh, Tarzan and and uh, you know, Robert E. Howard written all over it for me. Mm-hmm. Do some uh, throwback to some old, even even Conan is more advanced than than this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the campaign you, you've got the 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 five e book. Um, if you get the deluxe, it's got the slipcase, the GM screen, an adventure uh, in the lair of the night thing is the adventure. You get a soundtrack. Um, there's another another digital adventure. Uh, Echoes of of Planagia. Uh, digital adventures you want to take a sneak peek they've got a they've got a uh a download that you can snag to check everything out the artwork is really cool you got uh it's a it's a primordial fantasy setting 
the dungeon means uh, cursed painted caves of cannibal clans. Mm. Uh, there's no more safe hearths, you know, no taverns, no libraries, kingdoms, or cathedrals. It is a place of utter wilderness where survival is the only law and it must be carved from the world by force of might and magic. So I'm not even going to like look through the rest of this. A magic system that is raw and pulled directly from the fabric of of nature and the and the earth you you're not going to schools and learning the the different you know parts of necromancy or divination or anything like that this is stuff that you're pulling right from the raw weave to use a forgotten realm's term um but they they do have elves and dwarves um, halflings, gnomes. It says gnomes are filthy scavengers. I find that funny. Uh, <laughs> dragonborn are just a heartbeat away from their draconic ancestors. So I just, I just love the idea of this. This just sounds so, for lack of a better term, badass. Mm. The art looks awesome. The co many arms, the moody god of the clever ape clan, looks fantastic. I mean, you, yeah. you just have to click on this link, look at it. It's 350 pages plus of new material. We've got four new subclasses, um, the Dark Forest Warlock, the Dream Sorcerer, uh, Path of the Far Striker, Barbarian, Way of the Abnegation Monk, uh, new kinships in addition to elves and dwarves, uh, walking trees called Drees or Drays. Dreys, maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ever-hungry half-ooze, the ancient oh, Saurian, and the fallen starling. You got 20 new backgrounds to kind of put yourself right in this whole kind of a setting um, with life paths like caretaker, captive, or outcast, um, leather wings, tricerators. I mean, who doesn't want to be walk, uh, walking around with the head of a triceratops instead of a bull? Come on. 30 plus new spells, 95 plus locations, 11 factions, uh, 13 new threats confront world-shaping evils of every kind with enough inspiration for countless campaigns from 1st to 20th level. This is just, this has got me, you know, tweaking. I, I am so interested in this. 60 new magic items, 20 new monster templates, 65 new monsters... Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm so I am so in. This is and I didn't even tell you, this is coming from Atlas Games. Uh Atlas Games was in uh I believe Zach walked by their booth at uh at GameholeCon. Gamehole, yep. So and they've been around for quite a while. They've uh, this is their tenth created or this is uh eleven of their ten created Kickstarters. Um, they do great work. They've been around for quite a while. They definitely have have a a good reputation. Uh, they had a fifteen or fifteen thousand dollar goal. They're going to make it. They've already got a hundred and three thousand dollars, and they've got twenty four days left. So, I mean, it funded in thirty minutes. I don't know what else I need to say about this. Just right, <laughs> you know, press pause. On, on the video, press pause on your podcast, 
go to Kickstarter, back the stupid thing, so that so that we can rock in the in the primeval forests and and uh, hunt down demonic triceratopses together. Oh, man, yeah, like super evocative art. What you're getting here, like that's a that is a huge page count for sixty bucks. Oh yeah. For sixty bucks, like we're not talking about Wizards of the Coast printing on the scale that they print at. Mm-hmm. Their make, I don't know, their their margins are probably as as slim as they can get them in order to get the the page count out with the artwork that they're trying to get out there for sixty bucks. That is very nice, right? Yeah. They've also got some limited edition covers. It looks like they have a soundtrack that they've they've included in in it as well. I mean, I. I love this. Uh, they they had me at half ooze, honestly. But uh, <laughs> they had me at half ooze. <laughs> you had me at half ooze. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm into this too. Like Troy's pretty much said everything that I could have possibly said about this one. This is another one of those where it's a kind of a no brainer for me. Yep. I love that. I love the uh, kind of like the 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 genesis point almost of a world, right? Like the the primal. That's very primal, very ancient. Like you said, the this raw form mm-hmm. of a, a burgeoning new world, and the chaos and um, mayhem of the like law. Everything's law of the jungle, you know. Yeah, there are no safe harbors uh, in a place like this. This is like living in, uh, like again, like being completely exposed in the, in the Amazon. Like everything wants to eat you in there, and and it totally could. So good yes. luck, right? Yes. Yeah, I dig that. I like that a lot. If 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 none of what we have said has sold you on this, watch the video. Yeah. I just just watch it without sound. If if you watch that without sound and you're not inspired by any of that, I don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> we we've grown apart. <laughs> but and if we have sold you already without watching the video, watch the video anyway. Because when you see the Tyrannosaur yell, <laughs> it's, it's the best. <laughs> it's the absolute best. Uh, but yes, uh, Planagia, the prehistoric 5th edition campaign setting from Atlas Games, back it. Right on. Well well said, my my friend. Well said indeed. All right, so next up for me, oh boy, this one, I have not yeah. backed this yet, but because I can't figure out exactly what pledge level I'm going to end up uh, backing this one on. Let me tell you what I like. I, I, I like dice, and I, I, like and I, like dice. My, I like my swag that goes with my dice, whether it's dice prisons, dice towers, dice bags, you name it. Um, so this one is card and dice leather gaming accessories. I love a good dice cup. And man, the Q Workshop has a couple of really good ones out there, right? But these, my friends, if you like the leather dice cups that Q Workshop puts out there, and they are great. Don't get me wrong. These smoke the crap out of those. These are, I love these, man. I absolutely, because the embossed leather on this is phenomenal, all right? It is sad to me. Like, people... They've only made $3,600 out of their $2,300 and some change goal. 42 backers, 20 days left to go. This is sad to me because these are so good. Um, And we're not talking about like $100 for a dice box. We're talking about 20 euros, which is going to set you back like maybe 
30 bucks maybe yeah 25, 25. yeah 24 they got 24 thank you uh exchange rates are hard um Madness but man, hard. they've got oh my god different colors right and they've not only do they have dice cups they've got dice boxes which are like half they're not like full-size cup size right they're like about four inches wide and about two or two and a half inches deep uh they've got card satchels with the same kind of embossing uh leather embossing and coloring and stuff like that on there or you can just get the whole set 65 euros right if you need a little bit of everything uh Man. the different designs they've got they've got a dwarven beer mug with a with a uh, a uh or a stein with a uh the symbol uh, i guess that's thorn i think uh, the uh the thorn rune that's on there like i know which one i'm getting <clears throat> um, of course you got yep you got the dragon head you got the Cthulian tentacle face uh, on one, the fleur de lis, a pentacle, a wolf head, a Celtic cross, the skull and cross. For those of you out there that are uh, uh, fans of the Imperium of Man, then you're looking at the skull and cross from Warhammer, even though they don't say that. You got a ish. unicorn, ish, right? Yes, thank you, ish. Uh, uh, all rights reserved. Uh, you got minst- minstrels. Uh, a minstrel one, which is kind of like a, a, a lute and a, essentially it's like a bard cup, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, crossed axes and a griffin head. Different colors, blue, green, red, tan, mahogany, and black. Man, these things look so freaking good. I don't know which one I'm going to get. And oddly enough, I'm yep. just looking at these, oddly enough, the black is the least appealing to me. Right, right. Usually, I'm, I'm with you. Usually, uh, that's the one I'm always going for. <clears throat> right in, in this instance, though, it's the last one that I looked at. The mahogany. Yes. I mean, yeah. it all everything else. The the blue, the green, the red, the tan, the mahogany all has that rich, varied coloration throughout that makes it look like oh yeah, this has been on your belt throughout many adventures. It is it has withstood the 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 rigors of adventuring. The dungeon hasn't been able to destroy this thing yet. It. This these are badass. They're really good, right? I don't even remember how much the Q Workshop ones are, but I mean, like, it has to be comparable, if not, if not a steal, right? So shipping cost, if you're looking at uh, the United States, that's where it's going to get you. Mm-hmm. That's where it's going to hurt because it's going to cost you almost as much to ship it as it is to buy what you want. So and that is my guess as to why they haven't done more. That is a good guess, honestly, which is a bummer because I freaking love these things and I want one. I want all of them, honestly, mm-hmm. but I just haven't haven't pulled the trigger. I can't I can't decide which how much I want to get. If I'm going to just go ahead and get the take the big hurt, you know, spend a hundred bucks yeah. on all of it or what, right? But uh, man, if they could just get like if they could figure out the whole the shipping thing, maybe then it would be a whole lot easier. To, to pull that trigger, but God, man, they look so good, so good. Do they Seriously, have a people. Do they have a picture of the back of the die or the the card satchel thing? You know what? I, I don't. Down. I didn't see one out there. Because I'm telling you what, if 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 on the back of this thing they have a loop, mm. even if you're not going to buy them for cards or dice or whatever, but they you're do. you're a cosplayer. Yeah, they do, and they do not have a loop. It looks like I don't see okay. one. It looks like it's a smooth back. So this is effectively like magic. Okay, magic, card, magic deck, a, right? A deck box. Okay, a deck box. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm well, imagining you probably it probably would not be that difficult to attach oh, no. something. Oh yeah. But totally. this would be great for a cosplay of some kind. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh man, just quality, quality looking stuff. Um. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. If the yeah, shipping wasn't stuff. so outrageous, it, this would be a no-brainer. Yeah, so the shipping is twenty-four euro, which is going to be like thirty-ish bucks, twenty-eight to thirty bucks, something just for shipping alone. Uh, it's, it's like three three euro difference between a single item and the full set. So, you know, you spend what is it about thirty bucks on a card satchel? You're really spending more like sixty-five bucks on a card satchel, which is kind of a bummer. But I mean, it's it is. It is a European, uh, you know, yeah, from origin. Poland. So, I mean, from Poland, yeah. From Poland. Yes. Yeah. So, it makes sense. So, the, it is a lo- at least, at the very least, the, it, it looks like they're very well made. Uh, they use like a natural vegetable tanned leather mm-hmm. uh, that is a material that can last forever almost if you take really good care of it. Um, yeah. So. And you know what? Christmas is right around the corner. Yep. If if you if you can't justify it for yourself, get one get one for your for a friend. Get there one you for go. your DM or the person oh, that got right. you got you involved, something like that. Right. And and if you don't, at least use the guy's name in a campaign. Cause uh <laughs> Lezik Nowak. Oh. Come on now. That's an NPC if I ever heard of. If if you're not gonna name your character that, that's an NPC all day long. Right. Right. All right, so that's mine. Troy, you have the honor of having the last Woo-woo. fundraising item. What what do you got for us? All right, this one and this one I just stumbled across, but it speaks to me on a few different levels, so I had to add it. So I don't I'm not going to say that I know everything about this. I haven't been able to actually digest the whole Kickstarter page yet, but Raiders of the Serpent Sea 5th edition role-playing book. An epic campaign, North, Norse mythology merged with tabletop fantasy. From the lead designer of Dragon Age, Origins, and Neverwinter Nights. Mm. Yeah. Uh, 26 yeah. days to go as of this recording. Uh, their goal is 161,000, almost 162,000. They're right now sitting at 120, almost 121,000. Raiders of the Serpent Sea, that first picture that you see when you pop this this page up, is what got me. Mm. Just seeing what, to me, looks like the World Serpent Mm -hmm. coming up to crush this, whatever might be on this mountain ridge, is just beautiful. Um, It's a uh, levels 1 to 10 campaign. Which I like. I I I enjoy campaigns that that uh, don't stretch out forever. Mm-hmm. That way, I can connect them however I want with other things. So, yeah, we're talking, you know, centuries ago. Uh, beautiful, wondrous world, shape-changing fiends known as the Jotun. Uh, Ward with the heroic Vanir. So, yeah, very much Norse mythology, you know, just drips throughout this whole thing. Um, it just looks amazing. Like I said, I'm sorry. I did not get a chance to look at the whole thing before we went live. But I don't need to. 
because it looks fantastic. The pedigree is already there. You've already got somebody who who has been in the trenches, Dragon Age Origins and Neverwinter Nights. Mm-hmm. And it comes from Arcanum World. Arcanum World's Canada. Um, Which they're the ones that did Odyssey of the Dragon Lords that we, we covered a couple uh, several weeks ago. And it looked freaking ridiculously mm-hmm. good. The It's laid out very nice. I dig the maps that I'm seeing. The artwork I'm seeing that the, the the giant carrying the tree, getting ready to smash the guy. I love it. Come on now. New monsters, new magic items, the world of Grimnir, new races and archetypes, uh, inspired by Norse legends and Viking history. Uh, you can play as half-giant tall folk, deep forest wolf riders, wooden constructs, raid leaders, prophetic bards, imperfect characters. Okay, this this kind of interests me. Imperfect characters. The villains and companions to be discovered in the world of Grimnir live as large as their Viking counterparts from history and mythology. And like those counterparts, the denizens of this world often fall victim to their own pride or arrogance on their own quest for glory. So, what does that mean in a campaign? It it very much intrigues me. If this is something... If this is something that's that's for the characters, putting those those phobials in there for them to trip themselves up on as a, as a role playing device, as a character building device, I really like the sound of that. Because mm-hmm. I'm tired of, you know, I'm I. It really kind of. I want it to be a more sweeping story. I don't want the characters to feel like they deserve plot armor so they can make it through the whole campaign. Right. I also don't I also like it when when players give themselves gives their give their characters their own disadvantages and their own negatives and their own, you know, dirty dark secrets and, and skeletons in their closet to to give them more of a a realism, a more grounding in the in the world itself. So this thing, I mean, this is ticking a lot of boxes for me. The art is fantastic. The fact that it's Norse myth- mythology is is my thing. Um, they, they've got a free player's guide that you can uh, that you can snag on to check things out, and you can uh, kind of look at what they've got to offer. Um, the hardcover adventure book, Raiders of the Serpent Sea. You get a soft cover player's guide. You get the you can get a map pack with a GM screen and three or you get two seventeen by twenty two maps uh, a world map and then an underworld map and then you get twelve map handouts. So yeah, I mean, it looks it looks quality. It looks so fifty nine bucks, right? So you get the two hundred and fifty yeah. page hardcover, and you also get a forty eight page printed soft cover booklet that comes with that. That is reasonable. Mm-hmm. That is a reasonable ask for sure. Yep. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. I, I'm like, I, you know me, I, I love the Norse aesthetic too. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. So I think some of the things that are a little bit strange or odd, at least is the estimated delivery is in 2023. Yeah. Weird. 
like I don't know like and not only that but the ask for it the pledge the goal is really really high mm-hmm. for a book like this um I mean that's fine right I guess they want to make sure that there's enough buy-in maybe in order to make sure that they've they're, they're going down the right they're, uh, down the right uh, trail with it but I think those are the only things that are a little bit amiss to me but at the same time though that doesn't that doesn't shift my desire for the product you know what I mean it's, it's just other than right. the weight is going to be tough right, right. Oh, yeah. I'm going to invest a considerable amount of money into something that's going to take a while to, to get to us but uh, no man I'm in or I've backed it as well yeah. so here we go down down the hatch yeah I mean it just it, it just it speaks to me and again like like I keep saying I want to see people taking the fifth edition rule set in different directions Mm-hmm. It, that's what it was built to do. That's why it is so easy to tweak and 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 turn those knobs here and there. That's that's why the DMG is laid out the way it is with all those modular rules variations that you can plug in and mm-hmm. and make your campaign your own. That's what that's what makes this system perfect for this kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. Ron, well, that's a good capstone. Yep, Good yep. capstone. So let's do let's do the uh, the run through really quick. Let's do the run through before, before we call it for the evening. All right. So uh, at the top of the list, we talked about Book of Ebon Tides, a fifth edition uh, Plane of Shadow campaign, uh, a realm just beyond the mortal world, sees magical power, new heroes, etc. Uh, we talked about dice, runes, and magical artifacts for RPGs. Uh, had some uh, Peter Runestones, the runic dice, iron forged, uh, forged iron artifacts and such. Uh, Holler, an Appalachian apocalypse for savage worlds. Thank you, Girk. Well, yes, thank you, Girk. Uh, by Appalachian poet and professor Tim Early. Uh, we got the up and coming yet not released yet, uh, not ready for prime time. Sky Raiders of Aberex uh, by uh, Tracy and Laura Hickman. And uh, with a contribution by Man Crush Joe Manganello. Uh, abilities considered unnatural. A temple mine dungeon crawl for Morkborg. No. Uh, mother, mothership. mothership. Excuse me. Mothership. I misspoke. I'm sorry. Mothership. No. A temple mine dungeon crawl for Mothership with plasma blade wielding zealots. Uh, yes, I misspoke. Uh, and then... Oh boy, more stuff to print. Mythic yeah, roll, 3D printable dice towers and dice boxes, uh, fantasy themed dice towers and such. Uh, the Inorian Compendium, player and game master options for fifth edition, unique ra- races, classes, game systems, etc., etc. May contain dragons and or dungeons in it. Right? Maybe. Um, we're gonna do uh, next up is then we've got Dungeons of Dragmar. This is the one to four player dynamic, dynamic fast paced card game that we were talking about previously. Uh, Planagia, the prehistoric fifth edition campaign setting of raw world of action, primordial horror, and mystic awe. Uh, card and dice, leather gaming accessories. If you want some more swag for your bag, dice cups and card satchels and dice boxes made out of uh, leather. And then last but not least, Raiders of the Serpent Sea, 5th edition role-playing book. Epic Norse campaign for 5e from lead designer of Dragon Age, Origins, and Neverwinter Nights. <gasps> Holy smokes. Holy smokes. If you didn't find at least like two or three, three things out of that deluge of stuff 
that you didn't fall in love with or what didn't at least tickle your fancy or your interest, then uh, I'm really not. I'm not sure what it is you're looking for at this yeah, point. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Um, yeah, so yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Troy. I was, gonna say, I was gonna say, uh, but I will say this: I want to know what you what you thought was really cool out of this list of of yes. things that we talked about. So to do that, find us on Facebook and, yeah. and let us know uh, what you what you're uh, what you're digging on or if you don't like the Facebook, you can always find us on our Discord channel. We have uh, quite a few lively little uh, categories that go on on our Discord, and whenever we get some of our Kickstarter stuff to actually sh- that actually shows up on our doorstep, we like to put it up there and show everybody what we got, and that's for our listeners and viewers to do so as well. We also talk about movies and things and such. So yeah, mm-hmm. hit us up on one of those and uh, let us know what uh, out of this list of Kickstarters you found most interesting. And yes, I would be remiss if I did not uh, mention the long lost Twitter account. Mm. We are one of these days, man, we are going to find mm-hmm. that sucker. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to send out a search party. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. We're going to try it, to recover it. it. Will be found. But uh, yeah, uh, we, we do this every Sunday and every Tuesday about the same time every week, unless we, uh, unless we go to a convention and we're still driving, like Zach mm-hmm. is. Girk is saying that the, the Twitter is it is BSG underscore crew. And the problem is no one knows the password. Mm-hmm. It is lost uh, to the ages. I, I'm pretty sure I know who has it, but the person that I think has it is in denial. <laughs> <laughs> And and for it's some re- and for some yeah it's not John and for it's some reason me. thinks I have it but uh, it is not I um so well that's well yeah we could I Kirk you know you, you're kind of like exposing our our either our laziness or our stupidity or both at this point um yeah we could probably change the password mm. but uh, I think we tried. I think we tried and it didn't go to an email that any of us had at all. So I or think it went back to that the the, the person that we're the, both the thinking person, of, maybe. And oh. it's probably going to their spam and they're not checking mm-hmm. it. But I don't know. I don't know. Um, my guess is we'll end up just making a whole new one at some point, probably. or I will make a new one because Zach hates Twitter, and and John is just right behind him. Mm-hmm. This is true. That. So. Yeah, my animosity doesn't run nearly as deep, but yeah, more but, a- apathy than a- than animosity. But yeah, there's some things we got we have to discuss about that. Um, it is John's evil twin, that I believe, that has the, the one that uh, doesn't have a beard. That right, yeah. that has the Twitter account information. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we'll get that all figured out. But you know, I think it's been a, an awesome episode. Let's what, 11, 11 uh, different items for you to spend your money on and. Oh man! In a few days, we're gonna we're gonna do a departure from our normal. Yes, I'm excited topic. about this one. So Tuesday, we're gonna be doing a little movie talking. So tune in for that. I'm sure it's gonna be lively. I'm sure it will be lively. It's gonna be very. I know. I know of at least one that Troy started to talk about tonight, and I was like, nope, nope, <clears throat> save it for the show. Nope, <laughs> we've refused it, to talk about it at all. It's paining me. It hurts me mm-hmm. so bad. 
Oh, yeah. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny normal. Kirk. <laughs> Jeez. I didn't say we were normal. I just said like our normal format of talking about game stuff. That's true. That's true. All right, so. Oh, yeah, fair, um, fair, fair point. But for all of those out there listening at home and for those watching on Twitch right now, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Uh, we'll be glad to have uh, Zach back with us on Tuesday. Until such time, we bid you all a fond farewell. Troy, take us out. I want to say thank you to those in chat real quick. Aiton, Commander Root, Girk. Uh, go with him if that's an actual person. I'm not sure because they've not said anything. Kill a lot. And uh, Taco Tuesday, 7313. And again, if, uh, if your actual peoples that have stumbled upon our podcast and our Twitch, thank you for joining us. Um, welcome to the, uh, the Bite sized family. Thank you all, and we will see you soon. Have a great game, everyone. Everybody stay safe out there. One more in the can, my friend. One more in the can. Because that's the way we like it. That's how we do. In the can. In the can. Don't we, though? I mean, what? It's none of your damn business. I'll take you to stay out of my affairs, sir. <laughs> <laughs>